Good morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, or email me church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, name in town, your emails. Um, good morning, everybody. Good morning, sir. Uh, everybody see Patrick's head? Let everybody look, huh? I think he took the joke too far, huh? He is bald here. It, it was shocking when I saw him. He looks like the character of Kung Fu. Charity. You think that's funny, Patrick? It's hilarious. Uh, and it's, he has a short haircut, folks. He's bald headed. And his head is white. <laughs> his face is dark and the head is white. But anyway, whatever floats your boat. I, uh, last night I was reading uh, some things that Thomas in the Bible said. You know, Thomas was one of the d- disciples of Jesus. Y'all ever heard of Thomas? Yeah. Who have not heard of Thomas? Really? He was doubting Thomas at one point. You've never heard of Thomas either? I'm sorry? Thomas, they called him doubting because he doubted Jesus. Yeah. But anyway, I read, he said, uh, he said that Jesus said, a man asked him to tell us about the end. Tell us about the end. Now, either one of the disciples asked him this or some guy he met along the way. Jesus met along the way. And Jesus responded by saying, um, have you discovered the beginning? He said that if you can tell me about the beginning, then I can tell you about the end. Isn't that interesting? That is so interesting to me. Why is it so interesting, Jesse? <laughs> is it interesting, Sister Order? John, what do you think about that? You have a mic? Yes, well, I've never heard that before. <laughs> um, so I don't really understand. Oh, okay. But it's a very interesting question and an interesting response, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. And what I realized from, oh, let me ask uh, the smartest white man on this side of heaven. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Is that interesting, Patrick? I've never heard that before either. Yeah. It sounds like one of those things that I don't understand, but it sounds like a higher truth than I know. Yeah. It's like the Bible, you read it sometimes, you don't quite get it, but it just, it, it sounds like it kind of shows you how thick you are in comparison to yeah. the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, one thing that it did, you're absolutely right, it showed me how much I don't know, how much we, how dumb we really, really are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just how amazingly dumb we are, and we're walking around thinking that we're smart and better than someone else and all that kind of stuff. Um, yes, thank you. I also heard another verse from Thomas. What do you think about that verse, though? It's, it's a profound verse, and really, you can't understand it. Regular people can't. Regular? Yeah. Worldly. Is that like unleaded gas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is another verse from Thomas. He said that um, um, about, about a woman, that if you're worthy, then your woman will be for you. And if you're unworthy, she will be against you. Oh, whatever. Thomas and that woman thing. But that's interesting, too. What do you think about uh, that? Uh, can you come out of your computer there? Well, um, is that interesting? Yeah, I was just trying to look up the scripture and see where it was, because I do remember it. Um, <laughs> and I had an insight at one point about that, but <laughs> I can't repeat it now. I, I have, I don't really you know. heard, you Have you heard, have you read that before? Yeah, I have. And you had insight about it? I did. And you lost it? I lost it. <laughs> I don't know where it is. But it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. What I realized from it is that, again, how, how much we don't know about real life, real thing, 
how shallow we are in our thinking. You know what I mean? I realize that. Yes. I know why the insight was lost, because it was an insight that was given to me. I didn't have it myself. Oh, who and gave it to you? I forget. <laughs> you forgot who gave it to you, too? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did, but I, I know I didn't have it myself. Oh, you mean another person gave another it to person, you? Another person, Oh, yes. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You will forget it if some person gives it to you. Exactly. And you should if some person gives it to you. Gives it to you. Don't ever try to remember what a person tells you about scriptures and stuff. Because? It's, if, if, well, because it won't stay with you anyway. Right. It's not a discovery for yourself. Yeah. So you will lose it. So that's good you don't remember. But what I realized is that, um, <clears throat> about it, is that there is no end and there is no beginning. It just is. That's why God said that he's the Alpha and the Omega, because he's the beginning and the end, but there is no beginning, there is no end. It just is. A beginning and the end is only an illusion in our imagination. There is no end. And a lot of folks are waiting for the end time. You know, and but there is no end. Just think about it. Where's the beginning? Where's the end? We really, really think about it. It's an illusion that we have in our mind. God said that I am, that I am. I am, meaning that he just is. And, and in real life, life is just is. We are a living being, and that's just where it is. That's who we are and what we are. And we just should be just living. Not living to die, um, but just living. Uh-huh. I saw some hands right here first. Hope, wait, wait for the uh, mic. Wait for the mic. Just thinking. <laughs> he scared you with the mic, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's no beginning, there's no end. It no. just is. It just so you're is. You're saying, as we were born, uh, we are born into it. Uh, and, well, already and, is. Right. And so it's how we live is our ending, regardless of the ending, like in Revelation or whatever the case may be. Whatever time we are born in, this is what we have to deal with. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Everything, everything else is an illusion. Yes. You know, but I don't necessarily agree with this. Um, okay, um, there's. I do agree with there's no beginning and end, but not with the fact that oh, because there's no beginning and end, it just is. We just need to live. There's something more, I think, because it, if we just live, we we live unto whatever we're living unto. Right. You know, and that may not be a good thing. It may not continue the the life or or the life that we're expecting after. The life that we are expecting after what? Life that we're hoping for after. After what? After death. Well, when you are, when you realize that you are a living being, and that living being is part of God's nature, that you, that is a part of you, you are, you're living according to His will. And so when you, when you leave this earth, drop your body, that hope that you have in Him is what's going to carry on to whatever it is. But if you're living in your imagination, you're not living, you're dying. You're just a walking dead. Okay. Well, that, that kind of clears up a little bit about, the, you know, if, if you're just a living being, where's the good and evil here? Because there's a lot of us living beings who are, you know... Um, Living dead, so to speak. Right. right. The good and evil is the the evil is the imagination, the ego, and the good is the living being part of you. The good is the God that is in you. Right. So the good is this thing that sees that that revealed the evil to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see your your thoughts and your visions in your head. You know, because it's not just words that you're hearing in your head. You know, there's also these visions, these things that you're supposed to do. They they, they come in these little bite-sized visions, <laughs> you know. Well, I and know I don't that. know if you can call that thought, too. I, I don't know. But it just seems to be like picture thoughts, you know, instead of just word thoughts. There's picture thoughts that go with your your word, you know, the words that you hear. Well, you I'll be careful. You're going to be walking down Crenshaw, speaking the name of Jesus. So. I don't know what you're talking about, really. You see images? 
Of course. Oh, and you if and you if you don't know what I'm talking about, I I kind of know what you're talking about. What the... planet are you from? <laughs> <laughs> because everybody has not just the you know the, just thought, but pictures in their head. Too. Yeah, but pictures oh, in their okay. head. You know, like say before you arrive, you kind of see who's going to be there. Or, oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. What you kind of see images like that of, of what your and what's your point about what that? It is. What's your point about it? My point is that it's it's difficult to ascertain that 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 those things are evil. You know, when you when you see these, when you see but not just hear. Well, I guess is what my point. I kind of forget now that we are fighting back and forth. <laughs> but I'll come back to you. All right. Yeah. Um, go there. He had his hand. Hermes. That's not a he. That's a she. <laughs> I, was say, I think when you mentioned the uh, the beginning and the end, I didn't hear the beginning part of it, but it sounds very provocative. And uh, but you know, because we're in our ego-centered kind of state of being, we think of the the beginning and the end uh, on the basis of when our life begin begins and ends. So a lot of times, we, you know, I'm thinking we don't think of it in the uh, the greater the greater sense. So. Yeah, you know, I think of you know my beginning. I'm thinking when I was born, and the end is when I die. You know, so but there's a greater. That's so limited, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like just right here, a so little I life. Think that that's interesting. It makes it definitely you know brings you back to reality that that's just a small part of. Yeah, you know. That's why God said, "Seek first the uh, Christ said, seek first the kingdom of God, and His right way, and everything will be added." What we're talking about is the most important thing you can be dealing with in life. Everything else is, is whatever. But if you can just really get to know yourself, really pay attention to self, it is something else. But it's so hard for the average person to keep their eyes on themselves, you know. But that's the only way you're going to really understand life when you're able to do that. Not be caught up in the world around you. But keep your eyes on yourself. Yes. Oh, wait for the mic. Interesting experience the other day. I was at home and all kinds of thoughts were going through my head. I caught myself becoming, becoming angry about a, a situation. Yeah. And then I was able to kind of pull back from it. And it was amazing how all that storm and <laughs> that whirlwind of anger was just created by a thought. Yeah. And the minute right. I pulled back, it brought me back to reality. It's like right here, right now, I mean, there's no issue. There's no problems. Everything is perfect. That's right. But the minute I was in my head, I mean, it was. It probably lasted a good 20 minutes, but <laughs> I was in it. You would have thought I was in a fight. <laughs> I understand. Isn't that amazing? We had our women's forum uh, this past Thursday night. Every third Thursday, we meet with the ladies only. And it was, at least I thought, a powerful meeting. Um and I know a lot of people think that women don't be honest about themselves, but in our meeting, they have no other choice but to be honest. And uh, I thought it was very, very, very interesting. Did you think so? It was something else. It was really, really something else. What you, did you think about it? Um, one of the really the most... Uh, a, a little out of them. One of the most uh, powerful reasons I love these meetings because I can be like, 100% honest yeah. and um, and I can only be honest with my husband but I know that even if I am 100% honest with my husband I'm confident that it's my husband yeah. he will understand me he won't get angry at me but in front of other people that you don't know much you don't know what kind of I mean <laughs> don't get me wrong but right. you don't know what kind of people you you're with yeah you don't know it's really hard to tell things about yourself that is i mean is kind of downgrading you yeah (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes you have to be careful about being too honest with other people anyway because they will judge you on it i learned the hard way though i learned it but very hard way (laughs) the thing about our women form if if they go out and talk about what happens in the meeting and personal issues that we deal with, they are banned from the meeting. And they know that. So we made that clear on the first night. If you uh, go out, women tend to go out and tell it. 
Then you go out <laughs> Last night that woman said this. But if they do, they're not allowed to even talk to each other about it, about someone else in the meeting. And so it is really paying off. It's helping. Because I think it builds trust and it let them know that they can be open. And if they, if they go out and, and speak the personal stuff, now they can talk about the spiritual things that we talk about, but the personal stuff, they can't do it. So it's really helping the ladies to open up, I think. And it's real. I wish you guys could put on a dress and look like a woman and come and hear the ladies be honest. It is really powerful. There was one woman told a story about how she finally saw her, her, this ego thing that's in her. And it, just, it blew her mind how it just came about where she could just really see that there was something else that was in her that she had not been able to see before. It was a really, really nice testimony about that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to something I'm thinking about, and now you're finally on to that su- that part of the subject of the subject matter. So now I want to ask you the question. Okay. And uh, it's about evil, and I was reading a book called The Nature of Evil, and it's uh, the lady that writes it is an ethics professor, and she says that evil is not an act. Um, you know, like she even goes so far as like a mass murder or anything of most horrendous, you know, historical uh, crime is not even evil. That's not the evil thing. The evil thing is uh, what we we have a false self concept, and when that concept's in error, we we cause ourselves harm and uh, you know undue pain pain that we shouldn't even be going through right. and that ultimately is the reason and the cause for every single sort of a crime and that's the ultimate evil is the stuff that we do to ourselves by that cert- certain sort of a thing I was wondering and what she said that it's a concept no the co- it's, it has to do with having a bad concept having a wrong concept of yourself and through that you mm-hmm. cause harm to yourself pain and other things through, Did uh, she give you the example of the concept, a wrong concept? Yeah, like, uh, for instance, like, let's say someone does you wrong in a relationship. You start think, you start thinking, oh, this is something that doesn't happen to anybody, and that means I'm a lower, I'm worse than so, so and so, and and then that means I'm this, and which is all that's actually false, and that happens to everybody. And so your concept of yourself as the ideal. Uh-huh. Is not practical and it's not reasonable, and it causes you all this pain when you're going through problems and things like that. I think it fit it fit well with what you're saying. I was just wonder with what, what I'm learning here. I was just wondering if you think that that's the major evil is the one that you do to yourself in that way. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't really understand what she mean about that. Yeah, but I do know that um, I can say that we shouldn't have a concept of ourselves. Right. Because that concept can cause you to be mad if someone don't come along and say, well, you're not what you think you are. Or right. They point out your faults or something like that. Mm-hmm. That can create problems for you. But I don't quite know what she means. No, I think you, that, that's actually the yeah. – to not, to not have a concept of yourself is, is – um, yeah. is there's so you don't have a definition – Right. That you're living by that you actually supposed to fit into. or whatever. Yeah, the concept you have of yourself is all ego anyway. It's all wrong. Right. Yeah, whatever concept. And somebody can mess with that and cause you to shoot them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I do want to say to you, you, I recommend you get over that fear. You know, don't be afraid to be yourself and talk about whatever in front of people. But you, So you need to get over that fear of that. Worried about how they're going to react and what they're going to think of you. All right. Um, yeah, right here. Hold on for the mic, Mary. Oh, hi. Okay, so um, I had, you know how we talked the other night. So I um, caught myself the other day just really judging this lady. She, you know, in other words, <laughs> she called me and she said, I'm going to meet you at such and such a time. She said, you need 30 minutes, 40 minutes? I said, 
oh, about an hour. So she said, okay. So then I got done earlier. So then when I called her, she said, well, you're going to have to give me some time now. So, oh, I was so mad. I'm like, well, you're tying me up. You're making me wait. you this, you that. <laughs> I'm calling her all, and in my head, you know, even after <laughs> I talked to her, I'm still calling her all kind of names. <laughs> uh, I understand. It's I crazy. Was, crazy so 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 yeah. wrong of me but i mean i caught myself doing it yeah. and realized oh that is so weird so when i saw her i was like uh, <laughs> apologetic you know, i mean she greeted me nicely and i was like <laughs> and i didn't even know how to say i'm sorry <laughs> uh but you didn't really owe her an apology because you hadn't said it to her no, and just no, no yeah. i hadn't said it to her and you saw that you were wrong and that's all you needed because no. she would have known that you were doing it now, if you had called her back and cursed her out, <laughs> or when you, you know, when you met up, cursed her out, it would have been a different story. Well, I did call, well, when I got to where we were Or you call to, up your mama and say, I was supposed to pick this lady up, and now she, you know. Well, no, when I got to where we were supposed to meet, I called her. I said, you said you were going to be here at such and such, and now you're not here. Oh, you're just making me wait. I have other things to do. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's amazing. A couple of things I want to share with you. Uh, that's going on in the world, and then I want to get into this this ego thing again. Uh, you remember Chick-fil-A? You know who that is, right? And remember they, uh, we went out and protested in support of them <laughs> because the president of the company said that he was in support. He wasn't for same-sex marriage. He was for man and woman marriage. And so the liberals, or the children of Satan, went after him and so people around the country went out and just supported these people. Well, they, according to the L.A. Times and other reports, they have had a change of heart. Chick-fil-A has. And now they're saying that they're not going to donate money to an organization that disagrees with same-sex marriage. They're not saying that. They're not saying what? No, they, the guy uh, came out, I think it was uh, yesterday, and said that because some Chicago alderman had said uh -huh. apparently Chick-fil-A wanted to go into Chicago and uh, maybe they made some deals so that they go into mm -hmm. Chicago. They're not they're not going to give any money to uh, so-called anti-gay groups. Right. But uh, the head of Chick-fil-A came out, I think it was yesterday, and said that they hadn't changed uh, course at all. Good. Yeah. Because the, I believe the second paper it was reported in was the L.A. Times. Wow. There was another paper that reported it before that. So the president said no? Yeah, that I, is not I, just, true? I just briefly saw it yesterday, but it appeared that... Where did you see it? Uh, an internet story on, um, you know, one of the... I don't know if it was Yahoo or one of the internet sites. Yeah. But uh, Dan Cathy, who's a founder and president, he's the guy. And apparently he said that there is no change right now in their in, in So he their still policy. he's not going to go against the folks who don't disagree with that? The folks who disagree with same-sex marriage? They still got to donate to the organizations. Yeah, no, I, I think he only said there's no change. I don't think he gave like a big statement, but he just said we haven't changed course. Oh, okay. So. I held back on this story all last week because I wanted to make sure that it was true. And so after it came out in another big paper, even though the papers don't necessarily tell the truth, I figured there must be some truth to it. Well, again, the only person that was quoted was this Chicago alderman who right. was probably not a, necessarily a trustworthy source to begin with. Yeah. Well, I know Chick-fil-A had tried to open up a business in Chicago. They right. were trying to prevent them from doing it. Right. And so that's why. Okay. So you're saying it's not true? Yeah. I, I don't know if they had any internal whatever going on and he yep. just got out and had to say something, but at least he is on the record as saying there is no change right now. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep up with this story as we move forward, too. And I was thinking about, you know, how there are Christian organizations and Christians who are allowing themselves to be intimidated by evil and caving in time and time again. And it's so disappointing when that happens. You have something about this story? Yeah. Uh -huh. it, it's, you know, it's, in America, this, this man is not selling marijuana or cocaine or, you know, some illegal product. He's selling chicken, and they have the nerve to say that they're going to ban him from Chicago? Well, it's, all, it's not really about what he's selling. It's about his principles. No, I know, but I'm saying they can, if they can say to another American, you can't sell a legal product in our city because yeah. of your whatever your political your belief, or religious yeah. belief is. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. But if you're a Muslim and you believe in cutting off people's heads, 
you can open up a, a church there, temper, temple, or anything else you want, and no problem. Only against Christians that this kind of stuff happens. Another thing that's going on, I want you to be aware of, is um, we're going to be voting in November, and on the ballot there is a Proposition B. You heard about this? Proposition B. And it's about former adult film stars. Uh, they want us, they are urging California voters to vote yes on B and to pay for their condoms and contraception. <laughs> well, they got this ad running. <laughs> but it's for the nouns and, the, and the, the ones that are not doing it. But they are running this ad on TV, and I think one of the guys has AIDS already. And so, like, oh, we're so, we, this is our work, our profession. We need help. So you should pay for our condoms and contraceptions. And it's on the ballot. I'm thinking, how did that get on the ballot? Don't they need like 10,000 people to say yes before they can put it on the ballot? So they want taxpayers to pay for it? Yes, in California. Um, I thought it was, they have something in the system. It's, it's uh, Proposition B. Yeah, and now they're going to get it. Well, we'll have to pay for it. <laughs> Since they have to wear them, they shouldn't have to pay for them. They, they, uh-huh. they paid the money for their business. Buku money, by the way. Yeah, they can. Can we say Sandra Fluke all over again? Luck or whatever her name is. It's just evil. It's going from one thing to another. It, it's just observed. It's just... It goes from one thing to another. It has no resistance. That's why it keeps going. Thank you. I love that. It has no resistance. I've been thinking about why is it that we have no, and I guess you say this all the time, but we have nothing that's raging up in us and saying, okay, let's pass these bills. Let's get these bills passed, and we know there's enough of us to pass them, and we leave out and just, just don't even think about it. There's I know. wrong with that. I love what you said about it has no resistance. No resistance. The, the, the Christians are under attack. The churches are failing to teach the truth. And so the truth is being weakened while the lie is being made strong. And there's no resistance. None. Isn't that amazing? Who would have thought that something like this would be on the ballot? It shows you how brainwashed we are and how much we need leadership in a sense. We need spiritual leadership, but we, we really relegate that to, you know, political leadership, and we wait for them to tell us what to do. Yes. And since they're telling us it's okay, we're saying even if we don't believe it, we don't take action to do anything differently. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. It's mind-blowing. But if we look at our lives really closely at our lives, uh, there is no resistance to evil in our lives as well as we turn away from the truth. And the further you get away from the truth, then evil takes over our lives, and it just really drives us and makes us do things we don't want to do to a point that you'd be out of control, almost at the point of destruction, and then some people wake up, but most won't because there is no resistance. We need that truth inside of us so it can refight or resist evil for us. But we don't have that. There is, it's just... There's no resistance. I love that. I'll probably be saying that from now on and acting like I discovered that. <laughs> but there is no resistance. And we need resistance in our lives, our personal lives and public life. And because they have said, okay, you can have sex in school or teaching that to the kids and whatever, whatever, when they get older, they have no resistance at all. Anything goes. And that's how Eva operates. Yes, sir. Uh, what you say about that proposition, this uh, is an example of um, what, I, uh, what I told you last, uh, last week in pro personally. Uh, I, my, the election, well, uh, the, the general election was to, uh, be on the day prior to my birthday. And if there's any president, birthday president I really want is this country to have at least a fighting chance against sin like the one you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, we got to fight against evil. We gotta fight against them. Absolutely. Just see your hand. Uh, 
Yeah, it occurs to me, I, I, I think the Christian churches in general have lost the application of truth. They, because their only truth is Jesus is Lord. And that as long as they're, you know, there, they're not really, because truth is, is truth no matter what you're doing, you know, you're dealing with in business or politics or, or, uh, you know, religious truth. There's all kinds of truth out there. And I think the Christians are just stuck in the religious aspect of truth. Yeah. Really, there's not but one truth, and that is Jesus is Lord, right? And we're not. Everything else is a lie. I'm sorry. You're looking confused. That doesn't help. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what I'm, what I'm talking against. But when we see, they don't really realize that Jesus is Lord. They just read it. Okay. And they repeat it because if they knew that Jesus was Lord, they would stop playing God in their own personal life and with other people's lives as well. So they don't really know that either. They just say it and hide behind it. It just sounds good to say it because the Bible said it. I had a woman on, a preacher woman on my show, and she has all kinds of degrees in religion, but sounds just like a liberal, godless woman. It sounded just like that. Men are under her and all this kind of craziness. And so it's in the church now. That's why I'm glad to know that our bodies are the temple of the Lord, and it's there we should worship him. Because you, you can go to these buildings and you can be deceived. Yes, Rhonda. Um, I was just going to say that even as we look out and see and judge whatever, you know, we see, even it's not a judgment, but we see it's in the church or whatever. It's still about us yes. individually until we yes. can keep looking at ourselves and change ourselves. We don't, if we don't get that energy to move forward. That's right. Nothing else is going to really help. We can see it all day long if we still yep. don't do anything about it. A man, a man, and a woman. <laughs> I want to ask you, I was thinking of you this week uh, because of last week's subject that we talked about. Um, over the years, we've talked about the Adam and Eve syndrome, uh, the, uh, the, uh, what women, and not all, not all, but most, what women do to the family and the hell that they can bring into a family. Uh, the weakness of men and what they do to, and those principles that are there, and that order of God, the way it should be in the home, man, you know, God over the man, God over Christ, Christ over the man, the man over the woman, and women over children. It's the spiritual order. I want to know, do you really believe that, or do you believe it because you've heard it? Because I got the impression, I may be wrong on it, I'm open to that, that you you, you sort of believe it, but you really don't believe it. You don't believe into that. Am I reading that wrong? Reading you wrong? I mean, I believe it because um, really when, when my husband does certain things that, you know, kind of in that order, it actually, you know, makes my heart rejoice. But um, I guess when I look out in society, I see, you know, I look at things like, you know, the head goes first, you know, is, you know, when something breaks down, it breaks down at the top first yeah. and goes down. And so if I look at society and I see men and women and the, the relationship and things have happened over time, I see a lot of things that men have done to women, you know, even though women have their part, you know, men have been the head of women, like in the Bible, they say after if your husband dies, you know, you're supposed to go to the brother or something like that. And then I, and I've seen where, you know, in the old days, women couldn't own things. And so if her husband died, she'd be like a pauper. And that's still happening in different areas of the world. And there's a lot of terrible things been done to women, too. So I think it's both sides. But I'm, I definitely believe in the order of things. But I see a lot of things that happen to break down, you know, that relationship from both sides. So And so because you see it happening with other people, is that affecting you in some kind of way, in your belief in living that way? Um, I think I'm just, um, you know, looking for the answers and trying to see myself. So I don't always see myself. I go into darkness and I don't do it the right way exactly every time. But I'm trying to do that, trying to do I it believe that, that without I, a I doubt. Mean, I see, yeah. you know, so many relationships around me, the woman's in charge, and I don't like that. I don't, I don't think it works. Right. Uh, it's just sometimes it's difficult in your own relationship because you can't, things don't work out or things are not being resolved so that maybe you can get to that point. 
Um, so is that preventing you from what you're seeing around you and stuff? Is that preventing you from going all the way with this? What do you mean all the way? Like believing totally into God and what's right and living that way. Let me ask too because your husband's not here today, so I don't want to get into right. something that he can't defend himself. But you talked about him di- disciplining the grandchildren and dealing with his son, and you said that he's very angry. And so when you see him dealing in what you see as anger, you tend to jump into jump into it too, while he's disciplining his children, and that's something that a woman should never do. A wife should not do. And you tend to, you're still doing it with the grandkids. And I thought you had realized from raising your children that that was something you wish you had not done. But it sounded as though you're still doing it with the grandchildren, as though you have not learned from what you did before. Well, I mean, it depends on how far do you let things go before you don't, you know, when you, and before you speak up. You know, how far do you let things go? I think I have to just kind of use my common sense about things. I have to, I can't really, like Jesse said, you know, I have to, try to be aware on my own and so so many times I don't say anything Mm. and then I don't know I think you just get weary after a while when someone's angry all the time because you know it creates like a defense for you for you too where you maybe overreact and again I'm I'm not there to see what's going on so I'm not defending either one I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to understand because I know you want what's right and you've been seeking it for a long time but if your way didn't work with the kids, what made you think your way is going to work with the grandkids? Why not stay out of the way and let your husband, maybe his way will work better than your work. work your way worked with the kids. Well, aren't there two parents? Don't we both have a role? I know, but answer that first for me. Well, I mean, that goes with it. I think as two parents, we both have a role in the, in the relationship. And sometimes, you know, I... I feel like I should, uh, there's something I have to offer. There's some wisdom that I do have. I do see certain things that aren't right at some point, so I shouldn't say anything about those things. Well, I, I don't know because I'm not there. I'm just trying no, to. No, I'm asking help in general, you. should I? If I now, see if the husband is throwing right, them out the window and <laughs> I mean, what, what, beating you know, them with a brick, I that's mean, a different story. But if he's using his voice to get them to. Whatever he's trying to get them to do, it may look like anger to you, but it could not be anger. No, he may anger. not be feeling anger. It's just, <laughs> and by you jumping in like that, it is discrediting him and turning the kids away from the man, which would turn them away from God. Well, I, I mean, I looked at it over the weekend. <clears throat> I think I'd just go to the other room or something, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, I should have some wisdom somewhere at some point. Some point is just anger. It just is. And um, what you're saying is, you know, he can beat the kids up and his love. And if the woman raised her voice, is evil. I didn't say beat him up. No. Well, I said it, if he's throwing it through the window, you need to step in. Well, if he went outside and pulled a tree down and came back with it, it's a different story. But if he's just yelling. A man can yell and not be angry, but it. it the kids tend to respect well, that because there's a, 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 a... Sometimes he does more than yelling. Yeah. And, um, but my so prin- I just try to stay out of it, really. The principle is what I'm trying to deal with, not... Because right. I'm not there to see right. the yelling or what's going on. And I want you to be concerned about that because you don't want the grandkids to grow up the same way the kids grew up, grew up by keeping the father away from the kids or by jumping in like that and discrediting the father... So that the kids to start hating. You said the father or the grandfather doesn't matter. The grandfather. You said male period, basically. Yeah, because what's going to happen? You would cause the grandchildren to disrespect the grandfather and the father, and they're going to grow up with the same problem because they don't respect men. They don't love the man. If they don't love the man, they're not going to love God. And you may not be aware that you're doing this with them by by jumping in like that. You know that you're setting them up to fail too. Well. I'm just going to step step back. I mean, I don't I, like you said, I don't want you to do it just because I'm saying it, <laughs> but I'm saying it so you can really take a look at what's happening here because if the, your husband is trying to raise his grandchildren, I think you need to let that happen because it's not like he's some bad bad man, you know. Mm-hmm. You he has his issues, I agree, but he loves his kids and he loves you and he loves his grandchildren. 
and he didn't reach out to his children in the right way, and now he's trying to take a stand. I think you need to stay, leave that alone. Okay. That makes sense or what? That makes sense. I'm sorry? That makes sense. Yeah, because Satan could be working on your ego and got you, oh, look, he's angry. <laughs> and he's yelling at them. Go embarrass the hell out of him no, so no, that the no. kids won't. He, that's not how Satan's going to say it, but it's really turning the kids away from him. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah. So cool it. Tay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you relate to this? I tell you, got allowed my husband to. Um, yes, I can. I He's can't not here really. to defend himself with his loud mouth stuff. By the way, you could call in at 88, what's the number? 800-411-2663. Yes. Yes, I can relate to that. And how? Um, though I don't step in, but there have been times that I wanted to because you don't want to, you know, see him get a whooping and all this. But I know he's not going to kill him. I know he's not going to, you know, intentionally hurt him that way. Yes. So I stay out of it. Yes. Good, but that, that feeling wants you to jump in, That right? feeling, definitely. I'm like, oh, you know, they scream. <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear that. But, you know, that, yeah. you know, the devil tells you, oh, he's hurting them. Go get them. Go save them. But <laughs> that's no. Good. No. You're going to grow up. Your kids are going to grow up, and you, they won't be a headache. And what I noticed <laughs> is um, when I used to think of, you know, when they're getting a spanking or whatever, and I'm sitting here going, oh, you know, don't. Don't hit them too hard or whatever. <laughs> and I'm thinking, me, I'm thinking they're not going to like him or something or hate him because they're getting a spanking. Right. And when they come out of it, five minutes later, they're all over him. Like, he didn't do it. So yeah. it's really not worth, you know, yeah. jumping in it. Thank you. You hear that, Rodney? Yeah. But it's just hard. You're right. Leave the room. If you can't have the lead the room. Because what's happening is men don't feel and think like women. You know, there's a different spirit inside of a man that, that, than there is of a woman. She's attached to her emotions. And a man just kind of see the right thing to do. Go back to the table, uh, Robert. Ronda not even saying nothing. He got the mic all in her mouth. <laughs> and, and so, but because the woman is so attached to her thoughts and feelings, she's, you know, she's thinking that something happens that is not. And that's why the kids know that this is love for the parent. They know that their father loved them, and that's yeah. why they draw closer to him. Yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to add that, um, but I will correct him if he's wrong about if If he thought yeah. they did something and they didn't do it, I, wait, you know, she didn't do that. This that's is what right. happened. That's the only time I'll step in it. And there is a time to do it. We're not telling you to shut down and, and go hide in the closet, but there is a proper time for husbands and wives to work together, fathers and mothers to work together with the family. There is a proper time for that. Yes. I think, though, like you said, Satan is going to talk to you in a different way. And the way what he's going to probably say is that is making Rhonda feel like, oh, she's not able to give out uh, wisdom or advice on how to rear the kids. So, you know, he, he can talk to you in a lot of different ways to make you feel like uh, left out or whatever when Wayne's stepping in to discipline the kids. So it's very subtle. The mere fact that the father is involved in discipline and being a part is love to the child. It really is. It's like the unspoken love. They, and, and then they don't have to grow up to say, oh, my father was never involved in my life. He never corrected me. He never did. My mother did all this. And then they like bastard children. And mama did everything. You know, we got to really be aware of that. And I know you want what's right, Ronnie. That's not up for question at all. It's just that I wonder, did you, do you still have a problem believing into the principles of what God is about and what we've been talking about for a long time? I just thought about that over the weekend. I had planned to call you, but I got so busy this week, and my work was more important than you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just joking. Um, I, let me tell you about this. Um, Al Sharpton, you heard of him, and Jesse Jackson and other ministers, ministers um, are expressing their support for same-sex marriage in Maryland. They got, apparently, that's on the ballot this year, this November. And so they're out there expressing their support for same-sex marriage. 
because there is no resistance. They are on the side of evil. And then there's nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. He asked a question. Oh, no. It's just, I had a big argument with my dad. Well, not argument, but debate about um, Jesse Jackson in particular. And when you make this announcement of um, them supporting something like that, I just, I just can't get it. Because it's like, how can you put that, that name behind your name that, you know, the because reverend, the, and then they go and support something that's clearly stated in the Bible. That's the name reverend give you a fosters of power and respect from people. So that's why they got that name there. It's not that they believe in it. And the best way to understand them is to understand yourself. And when you can see that thing that's made a home in you, that's driving you, you will understand what's driving them. And it's driving them in a bigger way because they, they love power. They're in the, in the media. They love the attention. They love the way people carry on over them. So that thing that's in you has grown to be big inside of them and consume them. And so whatever they can do to hold on to that ego building power, then that's what's driving them. That's exactly what it is. the same spirit that's in us, but it's just bigger in people who are in politics and entertainment and stuff like that. It's the identical same spirit. That makes sense? Yeah, so that will help you to understand it, really what's going on. And as Rhonda said, because there's no real resistance against them, the media supports it, the black community, not all, but most support them, the liberal whites support them, so there is no resistance. That's why they can just go do this and not even worry about it. They, they, don't, they don't realize, they don't feel the pain of being wrong because they don't have that conscience there or anything. Sin is fine to them. And if we don't get a hold of our life, we'll become the same way, in a different way, doing different things. But if we don't have something to put up that resistance of, against evil within us, then We'll do things that we regret, too, or whatever, you know. But that's what's going on. Isn't that something? Isn't that something, Pat? It is. Is that food for thought? It is. Yeah. That's why God wants us to focus on these things. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way. As he is revealing things to us, he's going to also provide for us as well. He'll take care of us. He will work it out so you can always have a job, have food on your table. Your kids will be fine. But you got to get to know yourself so you can understand what's going on around you. And then also when you understand it, it prevents you from judging these people as well. Yes, ma'am. Right here, Rob. Oh, <laughs> You've been my. drinking this morning? <laughs> no more green tea. No more green tea. Go ahead. Uh, my, um, what I see about that is that because Al Sharpton and uh, Jesse Jackson, they are so so. So such a power, they're going to reshape the thoughts of the so-called Christians. That's why we got to wake them up. They're going to just, they, because they believe it, they're going to go with that. And they're right. going to vote. And they know that. That's yeah, why they're doing that's it. That's why they're doing but it. But that's why we have to wake them up. So sad. We got to get to know ourselves. Yes. So God can make a way so we can reach more people right. and wake so them we, up. So, yeah. Okay. So, it's, so then it, Absolutely. it really behooves us to wake up so we can affect people. Put the resistance because, out there. Put the resistance, yeah. So yes, ma'am. I love that word. There's something different. You something else, Rodney. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, I love you. that word. Yes. Yes, sir. But if you were to ask the average person on the street, does, does the Reverend Jesse Jackson believe in same-sex marriage? I bet most people would say, no, he does not. He's a Christian Reverend. Who knew? They reveal themselves. It seems like, you know, instead of the grassroots pushing the people, it seems like the people's pushing, or, or the, the government's pushing the so-called grassroots people, because Jackson... Well, see, I don't really want to make this about Jackson or Shopton or them. I'm just using, give me some example of evil, the ego, and the influence that it's having, because we're not, we're not a good example. We're not out there putting up some, a wall against what's going on, and it's just going, it's going from one thing to another one, 
and it's a spiritual battle between good and evil. I don't really want to get into the politics right. of it and, well, well, you, you know, know get my, all down on Jackson and all my, of them. My point then was going to be this, this, this idea of groupthink. Now, you know, in the scriptures, this tells us to be all of one mind. And it seems like there is a st straight division. You know, people like to say, well... Make a I long story short because I'm running out of okay, time. Okay, I agree with Jack. I agree with, let's say, this person on all these issues. But I don't agree with him on these issues. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It seems right. like that there is truly one, two minds. A mind of evil and a mind of good. That's right. And it's right down the... It you know, is. It, it is clear that... All the ones on the, you know, on the evil side believe in socialism and they believe in, you know, um, same-sex marriage and abortion. Yeah, I got to move on, sir. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Real fast. Did you have your hand? Oh, okay. Let me tell you about this, what I realized about the ego. This is why I'm running out of time. I only have about five minutes. Um, the ego, and I want you to pay attention to this within yourself so you can see what's driving you. And Paul said that, he realized that it wasn't him, but this thing made a home inside of him, and it is driving him. So once he realized that, I'm, I believe that he was able to relax and just watch what was going on within himself. Then he was able to live and do what he needed to do. The ego, is um, it just consumes us. It really, our mind, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, uh, how we treat ourselves and others, the fear. Uh, what ego does, it brings on doubt, and its primary thing is to bring on fear. Have you noticed that about the ego? Fear about the future, fear about what's going to happen to you, fear about your job, fear about your relationships, fear about yourself, fear about everything. The ego is all about fear, and it can work on your mind to a point that it will cause you not only to destroy others out of this fear, It'll make you sick. It, it'll give you, it'll make your blood pressure go up. It'll make, it'll create diseases. It'll destroy everything. And it's all out of fear. And the ego is all about fear. Uh, fear about lose, failing in a, uh, on a test. Fear about everything to a point that if you do try to calm down and watch it a little bit, the ego would give you something else to think about just like that. If you say, you know what, I remember Jesse said, when this comes, it just calm down for a moment so I can see the solution to the problem. But the moment you realize that you need to calm down, it'll come and give you something else about the issue to think on, to put, to put fear in you. And it's not you. It's not God doing it to you. It's the nature of Satan. It's all about fear of the future. And if you notice with the ego, it cannot cannot survive in the present. It does not survive when you're living in the present where God is. It has to have a past and a, a future. It has to remind you of something that you did or something that whatever or someone did to you and then it'll make you think about what you should do or what's going to happen to you. It jumps over the now. It, it doesn't survive in the present. That's why it's so important that you wake up and start paying attention to you, and you'll start to see, wow, I'm trying to get in the moment here with God, and this thing won't let me. It's fighting against me being in the present. You say that you're going to give up sex? Sex comes from everywhere. You say you're going to stop drinking? Everybody and their mama offer you a drink. You can now get it free. <laughs> Whatever it is that you're ready to let go of, the ego will get busy, and it'll provide it for you, and then when you do it, it'll make you feel guilty and afraid about it. It's just busy. And it, I, I'm, I'm counseled with and running into, into so many people now who are mentally ill. They are literally mentally ill, but it's because they've gotten and identified with this ego mind, which is of Satan, that it has literally driven them into insanity. You talk to them, you can't have a normal conversation with them. They don't speak normally anymore because they've gone into this, really gotten into this other reality. And the more you fight against the ego, the more painful it becomes because it doesn't want to die. But I want you to know that it's not you. It's absolutely not you.
And somebody mentioned earlier that you look around, all is well. But it'll make you think all is not well. But, oh, Ernest mentioned that. And if you could just live in the moment with God, all is well. You, you have a sound mind. You, you, you know, you, got a, you have a roof over your head. You're healthy. You, everything is fine. But he doesn't want, the it that's made a home in us doesn't want us to live that way. But just know it cannot survive in the present. That's why God said, come into the presence of God. Come and be one with him. Because he is here and now. Satan nature is yesterday and tomorrow and what's going to... Some people are worried about things that's not even happening. I mean, like, they're like really into worried about it. Like it's happening right now. They feel the pain of it as though it's happening right now. And it's all an illusion. And then God would come and help them out of the situation. And they're like, Phew. you were right, Jesse. Yeah, you were right. I should not have been worried about that. You, you always tell me not to worry. And wow, I see. That was crazy for me to worry, right? And then the same kind of situation can come the next day, and they right back into worry. Right back into what the ego is telling them about it and believing this lie and tripping out. It's an amazing thing. That ego is pride. It is not you. It's the nature of Satan. And that's what you're battling with. It has nothing to do with anyone else. It has everything to do with this thing that made a home in you. That's why God said we must be born again. We got to lay down this prideful life so that we can live. We can be born again. And as long as you're fighting with this thing or ignoring it or believing it, you will never live. It is not you. It is not you. And you got to, and the beauty about it is that all you really have to do is to be aware of it. Be conscious of it. Because when you're conscious of it, you're one mind with God, and he is the one that's working it out for you. You can't fight against this thing. It's a spirit that has made a home inside of you. And it causes us who believe in that thing to just treat each other horribly to our children. I mean, it's amazing what we do to one another when we live in that thing. And then he'll let you step back from it, and you see, wow, did I really do that? And now you have guilt, and he's working on you again. Have you noticed that? So be aware of that. This is what we must be born again away from. And it's not you, so stop identifying with it. Really, stop identifying with it. It's the spirit that's made a home in you. You really didn't have too much to do with it. You were born in sin and into a crazy family that caused you to resent them, and now you're just you built up on that. You don't know how to overcome it. And you're passing it on to the next generation. But it's not you. It's the sin that's made a home in you. Any questions about that? It, your challenge will take a while real fast. You shouldn't be in the past in your mind, and you shouldn't be in the future in your mind. Right. But it seems like Satan comes to you in the present, in this calm present, to tempt you back into the present past and the future. If you are living in the present, he will come to tempt you. If you are with God, there is no such thing as a past and a future, in a so-called future. Satan is telling you that. He reminds you of something you did when it happened then. When it happened then, it happened in that moment. It didn't happen in yesterday. But he'll come and make it look like the past, and if you don't see him coming, he'll shock you into believing him, and now he got you. So it is ordained by God that he is allowed to come into your present to tempt you, but you shouldn't go with that. Well, he doesn't really come into your present. Like if you're in the present, he'll come here to try to say something to you. He can't live in it. Satan cannot survive in the present because God is in the present. But he'll come and he's like out here coming and trying to tell you something, you know, and you believe it and then it's gone. Right. And then you leave that present because you believe into his lie. All right. Isn't that something? That's like mind-blowing to me. I am, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I am truly, truly thankful to God that he's revealing these things to me because every time he reveals it to me, it just frees me up even more so. And it causes me to realize that of myself, I really can't do anything. And the things that I do wrong, it's not me doing it. This, this thing, just as it is in everybody, is causing them to do it. So you just... 
Apologize and move on. Move on. Do not make room with this thing. Don't have a relationship with it. And God is freeing you up from it. That makes sense? But you got to be still and know God. You got to pray so you can really see yourself. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And thank you for coming. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.